A live city, try hard society, Quasar Pro. Merry Christmas, everybody. Take the halls with bows of holly. Fa la 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 la. Tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. Good morning, Pensacola. This is Craig Heinzman here, standing in for the one, the only Andrew McKay here on News Radio. 1623 on your AM dial, and we are excited. I'm excited to be here this morning. I will tell you, um, as someone who is a longtime listener of this program, I, I will I will say I've got five probably best friends uh, that are men in this community. One of them is standing in the room, or maybe sitting in the room, directly across from us, uh, Brent Lane over at Cat Country, and he does a great job every week. Uh, one of my best friends of the world. We we talk about everything together, um, but when it comes to morning radio, this is the show I listen to. Uh, I got <laughs> he knows that I tell him you know listen I love you, uh, but this is the news radio and what Andrew does here. And guys, let me tell you, uh, taking this on is no small feat. If if you have ever talked with Andrew a little bit about how he prepares for this show, uh, his show prep is insane. I tried to copy it a little bit uh, today, so hopefully we'll we'll have some good discussion and good conversation but he will have over 100 pages of soap show prep every day for this show uh and because there's so much to talk about so many opportunities to go through uh and yesterday anna Higgins was the host she hosted the last two days she did a great job and excited about the opportunity just to talk a little bit about the news that's going on um i was really hoping though for a just a, a, a quiet, maybe some local news, talk about some new restaurants, you know, some some, some easy breezy things. And then I got Colorado'd because, uh, wow, I don't think we cannot talk about uh, the elephant sitting in the room. And that is uh, the ban of Trump on the ballot in Colorado. Uh, and, you know, I got to say, I'm honestly probably not the biggest Trump fan. Uh, I, I, as a, I was a day one DeSantis donor, uh, I really like Nikki Haley too. So that's kind of a, I don't know exactly where I'm leaning at this point in time in the primary, but I'm certainly not leaning, uh, towards Trump. I think in the office, he did a, a number of, uh, great policy things, but obviously he was problematic in a number of different ways. Uh, in, in my opinion, however, I don't know what they're trying to do. In, in getting him off the ballot and, and how that's exactly saving democracy. Uh, and we're going to break that down here. There's there's really three things, I think, that are going to be problematic in that. And the very first one is that he actually has not been convicted of a crime yet. Uh, and the last I checked, you know, you're not guilty uh, until you are guilty. But apparently in, in Colorado, that really didn't matter. As long as it kind of we were perceived as guilty, uh, we could take this 14th Amendment clause. And it's really, in, you know, I had to look up exactly what the 14th Amendment, like how did we come about with this? Well, obviously it came from the Civil War. Um, and this was a really split decision. When you look at the, the Supreme Court of the state of Colorado, every single justice elected by a Democrat, um, are appointed by a Democrat, uh, and uh, none of them I would consider true conservatives. I don't know that I would consider any of those guys 
uh, conservative in their viewpoints. However, this decision was split four to three. So um, was asked earlier if I thought this was going to stand. I honestly don't. I think once it gets to the Supreme Court, it's probably not going to stand, but it may be too late at that point in time. So again, the first problem I have with it uh, is that it is uh, premature because he hasn't really been convicted of any crimes yet uh, connected to January 6th. I mean, we know January 6th. I think we everyone should be able to agree. January 6th should not have happened. It should not have happened the way it happened. It, there was nothing about that that was good, um, that was right, that was uh, what we would consider American. Uh, and, and yet, we're talking about a man who is being convicted um, and taken off the ballot simply because he denied that the election was uh, legit, uh, something that we've seen from other folks. Stacey Abrams, uh, Hillary Clinton have both uh, denied election. Um, but there's a couple of other reasons that we're going to get to on that. But first, let's go to Jake with Traffic on the Fives. Uh, all right. Well, nothing is happening out there really early this morning. Um We'll, uh, we'll probably start doing those at 6, but uh, but right now, uh, yeah, we're looking good out there. Highway 98, Highway 90 is looking good. Uh, I 110 and 10 are at posted speeds, and it uh, looks like coming out of Cantonment on Highway 29, we've got no accidents reported. Checking the dot map here, we've got one accident out on the west side uh, in the Myrtle Grove area. That's uh, Fairfield Drive and Hearthstone circle uh but the roadway's clear there so no issues uh later on if you see anything uh on your commute let us know 437-1620 call or text our traffic tip line and if you have questions or comments today on the show let us know 437-1620 this is news radio 92.3 informative local dependable a psoriasis flare-up can make a walk in the park well no walk in the park it's that obvious huh i've tried so many lotions and creams but i still have symptoms so those don't do enough to treat the inflammation beneath the skin leaving you with those uncontrolled symptoms makes sense but what else can i do you can get real with your dermatologist so they can help you get clear make an appointment and oh you're already on it hi yes i'd like to make an appointment get real clear about psoriasis at letsgetrealclear.com sponsored by Avi. The Pensacola housing real estate market has been crazy for the past few years. How do you know when to buy or sell? You'll need an expert to help you. Tune into the Pensacola Expert Panel tomorrow at 9 a.m. Right after Pensacola Morning News to hear real estate expert Christina Leavenworth with Leavenworth Realty discuss current real estate conditions. That's tomorrow at 9 a.m. on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 a.m. 1620. Sometimes I struggle to get to sleep. My body stopped for the day, but my mind is still running. So I take ZQuil. ZQuil, the world's number one sleep aid brand, has a range of non-habit forming products to fit you and your family's needs. Invest in a great night's sleep for the best you tomorrow. I'm awake and ready to take on anything. Better days start with ZQuil nights. Explore our products at ZQuil.com. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. Here's what's happening around Pensacola this week. Need some last-minute Christmas gifts? Check out the Merry Holiday Street Market Saturday on North Tarragona for unique vendors and lots of special items. The market is on from 2 to 5 at the Handlebar. Check out the bird-watching event at Big Lagoon State Park Saturday morning from 8 till 9, presented by the Friends of Pensacola State Parks. See dopensacola.com for more. Find more events and submit yours at newsradio923.com. 
Hello, everyone. This is Austin Price wanting to wish you both a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from News Radio 92.3. Merry Christmas. News Radio 92.3. News Radio 1620. My name is Craig Hines. Been filling in for Andrew McKay. I am the community pastor over at Marcus Point Baptist Church here in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, woo! Yeah, we've got uh, actually not just in Pensacola. I should say we're in Pensacola, Beulah, North Pace, and coming in January we'll be in Molino in 2024 at Molino Park Elementary School. So really trying to to spread the love across the community. Uh, we were talking a little bit about. Colorado's decision to remove Trump from the ballot. Unfortunately, I, I, I don't know that they're going to be able to you know, get this taken care of by the time he is supposed to be. Uh, I think January 5th is the, the last day for him to qualify for the ballot there. Um, but, you know, so let's just assume that, that the critics of Trump, we talked about the first one being that he's not been convicted yet. That's one of the bigger problems. Uh, but let's just assume that his critics are correct and he represents a, a completely unique threat to the democracy of America. I, is booting somebody off of a free ballot the protection of democracy? Uh, is that what, or does it, I mean, it's it's weird. I think as an argument, I think it's weird to say that that's the possibility. Like, oh, the best way for us to defend democracy is to take away your right to vote for somebody. Um, I think that's weird, but of course it's, it's really authoritarian at its worst. Uh, and so that's the second problem. But the third one I think is just where it's Colorado. It's not like it's a state that was up in the air. It's not like all of a sudden, here we go. We might, you know, it could have flipped to red. It's, it's not been red for a long period of time. So you're going to end up with one of probably two scenarios in this one, uh, Biden, takes Colorado as as probably he would uh, in this instance and uh now the Republican side has something to go we would have won it, we we would have won if we could have it's, it's like the FSU fan argument we would have taken the national championship if we had the opportunity and no one really can, can deny that no one can say oh you know you're absolutely incorrect that's that's not how it would have been well mm. Had you actually gotten the opportunity, we would have, uh, we could see at least. And right now, that means there's no, not going to be the opportunity. But the opposite side of that is, let's just say Trump does win, uh, and wins the wins the entire election through the through the electoral college, but was not on the ballot in Colorado at all. And uh, then, boom! Now we have a, a popular election that is vastly. Uh, swayed from the electoral college because you're going to have an entire state who who wasn't allowed to vote for somebody um now of course you know and and then you're going to have this huge swell and call for uh moving away from the electoral college i think it's just a it's a very very tough situation a tough place for us what, to what be. about the uh what about the write-in vote what if people go to the polls and say, you know what, you took Trump off this ballot, but I'll show you, I'm going to write his name in here, Donald J. Trump, boom. Yeah, and I 
I'm assuming that if he is, and I actually I was not able to see if that's a possibility, but I assume because he's taken off the ballot that anything would be, this is the other thing, if they do that, their their votes would be considered an invalid vote, which I, I can't, ah, as an American, mm. I'm like, you should be able to vote for Mickey Mouse, and it right. count, like, there are cities that have elected dogs as their mayor, <laughs> right. so it, it, I, right. I, it, it's the human side of us, the the, the 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 American side of us, is that we have the freedom to say this is what we want and cast that vote, and that vote should count. I think any time, any time you take away somebody's ability to vote uh, for their choice, uh, be it Mickey Mouse, be it the you know Cookie Monster, be it Donald J. Trump, you're having a problem. Uh, so I, I don't see it's going to hold up in court, but I also don't know. This this is a really big thing. It's a, it's the first time ever that this has happened uh, in America. So it is certainly something that we will be watching, and I am sure, I could be wrong, but I think Andrew may have an opinion on this. Uh, it's just... <laughs> He's on his couch right now just just typing away, man. Oh, yeah. Like hundreds yeah. of pages just He'll be the first down. to text in uh, 437-1620. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Andrew, and, yeah. and let me it's know how you feel. No, uh, it, it again. I am not a not a Trump's fan. Um, I, I have really shown my support for other candidates. I would I would hope for another candidate in twenty twenty four. That's kind of my my hope. I think he did a, a number of good things while in office. I think he did a number of bad things while in office. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, that's the choice of the American voter. Um, and in Colorado, it seems like you have a, you have the choice to do a lot of stuff. Um, that you may not even have the choice to do. You know, we have a choice for recreational use of drugs and uh, a bunch of other stuff in Colorado, but for some reason, this is a choice <laughs> they say you can't have, Yeah, uh, which is just, I don't know, just troubles me. So, yep. Go get that blunt at the gas station, but don't you dare vote for Trump. Don't do that. No, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll, you'll destroy the entire democracy in doing that. <laughs> uh, again, I just I don't think it's going to stand up in court, but I just no. it's like this, the lawsuit that we're seeing with FSU. I think at the end of the day, um, Let's just say Michigan takes it all. Oh, I hope not. Oh, goodness gracious. Can we just stop and say a prayer right now that Michigan does not win? Um, but let's just say Michigan does take it all, and we end up with uh, uh, the inquiry coming out and says, hey, Michigan is wrong. Uh, they they cheated, and uh, so it's now completely null and void. We're going to strip them of their season so we don't have a champion uh, 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 in college football in uh that would be absolutely horrific, and then your FSU fans are going to be absolutely going off the walls uh, because they were not given the opportunity to. But I will say this as an Auburn fan: um, I, so now that I've ticked off probably everybody by not ha- you know not being a Trump fan, but yet also not saying that he's the worst thing that's ever happened on the face of the planet. Um, let me go ahead and say this: I'm also an Auburn fan, uh, so that has then made me vilified by the rest of the audience that war eagle uh, yeah war eagle thank you but as an auburn fan i have to say i think it's going to be uh i think it's going to be alabama i don't want it to be alabama i do but i don't i'm an sec sec guy i'm like hey let's go let's go sec but at the same time i always find it hard to root for alabama i really do um i have a solution actually i just came up with this I oh think okay this is good. I'll, i will let Mi- go for we it. put we put michigan alabama and fsu all on the field at the same time. Let them just go. Three teams. Duke it out. We'll figure out the logistics and the flags. We'll, we'll figure it out. We do a triangle. 
a triangle football team, a football stick. Man, that would be great. Somehow like, we'd have to figure out the end zones. But the XL, XFL. Yeah, right. The, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we would love to hear from you. Uh, my name is Craig Hines, but again, filling in for Andrew McKay, who is out on much-needed uh, vacation, a much-deserved vacation, uh, 437-1620. We've got a pretty packed show for you today. Uh, we're going to be hearing later today from some of the ladies at Impact 100 are going to be coming in, talking a little bit about what Impact 100 does in our community. I don't know if you've heard of Impact 100, uh, but it is, uh, it's hard to not hear about it in uh, Escambia County, but what they do is just incredible work. Also, uh, in the next hour, we're going to hear from Justin Oswalt. Um, as if one pastor wasn't enough, we're going to put two in the room. Uh, and we're going to have revival hour. No, um, <laughs> we're going to talk about the Pensacola Young Professionals, uh, but also Leadership Pensacola. He is a member of the 2024 Leadership Pensacola class and talk a little bit about what they're going to be doing this year uh, and what their project is. And if you're not familiar with the Leadership Pensacola model uh, with the Pensacola Chamber of Commerce, it is it has really changed my life. Uh, I mentioned that uh, Brent Lane, one of my best friends, is next door. But also one of my LEAP classmates is next door too. Mel uh, was in Leadership Pensacola with me. We were the, I think we were probably the only two people that were uh, have been arrested at SimSoc. Uh, it's a whole other thing. I was in. That's the only time I've ever been arrested in my life was uh, was through Leadership Pensacola. So uh, anyway. do do tell when we have more time to go through this story, please. Yeah, I would yeah. like to hear this story. It's actually. a simulated society. Uh, I'll put it like that. And uh, so. Uh, this is what it taught me. It taught me to know my rights because mm. I was told by the officer that arrested me that I could not speak to the other members of the group. Oh. Um, and we were told ahead of time to read this massive, you know, constitutional manual of here's all the rules of society and this, that, and the other. Um, which, of course, I did not read because, <laughs> ugh, yeah. um, why? It's like <laughs> the Constitution. We know it exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I really don't want to read it Um, or for some of us, the Bible, but anyway, um, so I was, I was told I couldn't speak. I didn't speak, stayed in the corner, like a, like literally like a five-year-old stuck in the corner with my face in the corner. Cause that's what I was told to do by the officer in charge. And then finally, one of the, the, the people that's the kind of the room monitors, they go in and, and, you know, do this. And I don't know if I'm giving away, you know, secrets. I might get into a lot of trouble through the, uh, from the SimSock world. For, for talking about it, but um, they they just looked at me and said, uh, why are you doing this? And I said, because I was told that I had to. They said, did you read the manual? Where in the manual did it say you had to? I was like, oh, are you telling me it doesn't say this? And I've been standing in a corner for an hour and a half. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, it didn't say it in the, didn't say the rules anyway, but there we are. All right, so let's catch up on some of our news. David is in the newsroom. What you got for us? Well, good morning. And uh, yeah, the big story today, of course, coming out of Colorado and former President Trump responding to that. uh, He's calling it a completely flawed decision and says he plans to appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. Probably not a big surprise there. Mexico's president says his government is preparing to challenge the new Texas immigration law signed by Governor Greg Abbott this week, which allows local police officers to arrest anybody they believe has entered the country illegally. And the Biden administration will soon be writing new standards for artificial intelligence. 
The Commerce Department says they'll be taking their first steps towards writing these new standards and guidance for safe deployment of AI. They are currently looking for public input as they conduct tests. And uh, President Biden signed an executive order aimed at developing standards for AI last October. All right. Well, we're looking forward to all the guests coming up. I've got a segment. Andrew said I could do my own radio show. So we've got a segment coming up at the 8 o'clock hour called The People of Pensacola. going to introduce you to somebody who's probably been here longer than anybody else and, and help create the Christmas parade in downtown Pensacola. That's coming up at 8 o'clock. Fox News, I'm C.J. Papa. Colorado's highest court cuts Donald Trump loose. The court writes in the decision, quote, we are mindful of the magnitude and weight of the questions now before us. We are likewise mindful of our solemn duty to apply the law without fear or favor and without being swayed by public reaction. Now, the decision marks a reversal from a district judge's ruling last month. So the court kicks Donald Trump off the ballot for the primary. That's Fox's Griff Jenkins. Now, one of Trump's Republican opponents, Vivek Ramaswamy, posting on X. This belongs to the people, not to the unelected Democratic cabal of judges in Colorado or any other state. The U.S. Supreme Court expected to weigh in during the appeals process. President Biden travels to Wisconsin today, his second visit in the past four months to that state. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 531 at News Radio 92.3. I'm David Wayne. Right now we've got 40 degrees. It is partly cloudy in Pensacola this morning. The city of Pensacola's shot spotter sensors are now up and running. Mayor D.C. Reeves says those were activated uh, on December 14th, covering a three-square-mile area, which stretches from Tarragona Street west to the city limit and from Avery Street down to Main. First blip that we had gotten, uh, happened in the city and we got no calls. So without ShotSpotter, we would have not even known it happened. Um, and that's what we see a lot. And the second blip came after a 14-year-old was injured in a reported drive-by shooting on Saturday. With the city's sensors now up a combined six square miles are being covered in our area with that technology, including the Montclair and Mayfair neighborhoods in Escambia County. Escambia County's supervisor of elections is leaving his job after 19 years. David Stafford is announced next month he's going to be taking a job with the Department of Homeland Security, working as an election security supervisor for their cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency. His last day as Escambia County's supervisor of elections will be January 15th. In a letter to Governor Ron DeSantis, Stafford asked him to consider appointing Deputy, Deputy Supervisor Sonia Daniel to fill the final year of his term. Now, coming up tomorrow, Pensacola police will be uh, bringing joy to dozens of area kids and their families. This year, uh, I will tell you, there are 64 children here in the Pensacola area that will be um, impacted positively by this program. That's 64 kids, um, a number of different families. And Police Chief Eric Randall there, he says they'll be working with community partners and identifying children and families in need. They also pay special attention to families that their officers have come across over the course of the last year that have had a special impact on them. The annual Christmas party toy giveaway takes place tomorrow at 2 o'clock at First Baptist Church. Florida Senator Rick Scott says the 2024 National Defense Authorization Act will invest in our military's needs to maintain parity with China's military. 
Scott says when he was governor, he made sure that Florida has 21 military bases and three unified commands that had everything they needed. I'm on the Armed Services Committee, and I do everything I can to make sure that they can do their job to defend the freedom of this country. So we did the right thing. We got them a 5.5% pay raise this year. And he adds that the U.S. is also preventing China from buying our land and says we need to stop buying Chinese goods because it only boosts their economy. It's 534 at News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our Channel 3 weather forecast. We will have a cloudy day in store today. Temperatures warming up into the 50s this afternoon. 57 degrees for your high. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 41 degrees. For Thursday, partly cloudy skies, high near 62. Thursday night, temperatures dropping near 45 degrees. We'll stay in the 60s for Friday with a high near 65. And Friday night, temperatures dropping near 51. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Thank you very much, Brooke. 39 degrees, mostly cloudy in Pensacola. 42 in Gulf Breeze. 35 in Milton. Your next news at 6 and breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. Are you ready for a triple dose of wit, insight, and laughter? Tune in to News Radio Pensacola for the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show from 11 to 2. Your daily dose of engaging conversation and hilarious banter. Join Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins as they tackle the biggest news stories, pop culture moments, and everything in between. They'll keep you entertained, informed, and laughing out loud from start to finish. Don't miss a minute of the fun. Tune in to the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show, 11 till 2 on News Radio Pensacola. A lot of love goes into a Subaru, and thanks to the 2023 Subaru Share the Love event, a lot of love comes out, too. Right now, when you purchase or lease a new Subaru, Subaru will donate $250 to your choice of four nationally recognized charities, the ASPCA, Make-A-Wish, Meals on Wheels, or the National Park Foundation. Or choose our local charity, the Pensacola Breast Cancer Association, and Anderson Subaru will donate an extra $150 to Subaru's donation. And for every routine Subaru vehicle service visit, Anderson Subaru will donate $5 more to the Pensacola Breast Cancer Association. So far, we've donated over $140,000 to help fight breast cancer in Pensacola. Be a part of something bigger at the Subaru Share the Love event, November 16th through January 2nd. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at Anderson Subaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. $250 donation for new purchase or lease. Promotion ends January 2nd. See retailer or AndersonSubaru.com slash share for details. Join Stefan Schmidt, Marine Service Technology Instructor at Georgetown Technical College for Boat Smart on the Pensacola Expert Panel this Friday at 10 a.m. Key Marine sponsoring the show. When Key Marine needs to hire Marine Service technicians, they hire students from Georgetown Technical College. Have a boating question for Stefan? Then give us a call at 437-1620. It's a dream team, so join them this Friday at 10 a.m. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. You know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair of Swan Capital, Saturdays at 1, to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do all the things you've dreamt about doing in retirement. Don't miss What Your Money Would Say with Andrew McNair, Saturdays at 1. Firm offers insurance services, advisory services offered through Swan Capital, LLC. Hi, this is David Wayne, and I just want to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. From all of us to all of you, Merry Christmas.
merriest, the merriest, the merriest. Yes, the merriest. We wish you the merriest, the merriest. All right, good morning, Pensacola. Uh, it is Craig Heinzman here filling in for Andrew McKay. You're going to hear a selection of Christmas music today. I am um, the most eclectic Christmas music listener that you are probably going to ever be in. So we're going to have some uh, some old ditties, some new ditties, uh, some 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 rock. We'll have some, uh, I think we've even got some uh, trap music uh, in here as well. So, hey, if you wanted to find some new Christmas tunes, today is going to be your day, today or tomorrow. Um, although I will say that when Seth MacFarlane does Christmas music, I can't help but hear Family Guy. Oh yeah, I mean, it just I just can't. I, I love it. His voice is incredible. I just see Brian with a glass of whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I see Peter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, we wish you the man. anyway. Um, well, yesterday I, I said Anna Higgins uh, was in the seat. Yesterday did such an incredible job, and one of the things she talked about was that Pensacola was recently named by Condé Nast Travel as one of the friendliest cities. Uh, in the U.S., and I think that's just really cool. I love it when Pensacola gets recognized uh, in worldwide publications because for me, uh, I moved over to Pensacola when I was uh, 14 years old, came here, went to Woodham High School, you know, uh, I don't even know, what, 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 in memoriam, whatever we want to call it, no longer in existence, but great school, um, go Titans. But when I moved over here from Panama City, I mean, Panama City was the Redneck Riviera, uh, so w- this was a big city, man. When I came in, I was like, man, this is, this is incredible. I love the city. And, and I have been called here ever since been able to luckily minister in this community, either in, uh, Scambia Santa Rosa County over the last 27 years. So, uh, really, really enjoy, uh, this town. So when you get to see other people say, man, this is a great place. Yes, it is. You can visit, but please don't move here and change it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so many people moving here from all over the world. Uh, we'll get to that in just a second. We're going to talk about some of the, 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 the weirdest article on the famous people that moved to Florida I've probably ever read. Uh, it popped up. I was like, man, that's about the weirdest sandwich of people I could ever see. Uh, but um, as we said, the number 10 was Alexandria, Virginia. Number nine, Savannah, Georgia. Uh, number eight, Pensacola, Florida. That's us, uh, in case you were wondering. Uh, number seven, Charleston, South Carolina. Six, Santa Fe, New Mexico. Five, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, four, Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, then we had Lexington, Kentucky at three. Rochester, New York, which really surprised me. I was like, might as well have said, you know, New Jersey. Uh, as a, it just Okay, Rochester, cool. And then Greenville, South Carolina came in at number one. Uh, unfortunately, we did not get uh, the, the friendliest cities in the world, um, which number one was... Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Um, Dublin, Ireland came in number two. Uh, Quebec City, Canada, number three. Apparently, the Canadians and the Scottish Edinburgh, uh, Scotland is number four. Scottish Irish, uh, incredibly welcoming people over there. Sydney, Australia, five. Uh, Puerto Vallarta, Mexico is number six. Uh, then uh, Portugal, Porto, Portugal, number seven. Uh, Cape Town, South Africa, number eight. Again, another surprise. I was like, mm, okay, cool. Uh, Portugal, Lisbon, Portugal, uh, number nine, and Kyoto, Japan. I have not, I will say, I have not visited a single one of those cities. Um, but if you want to find me there, I will take a trip. No, it's, <laughs> there are some great places in the world. Uh, and I, I strongly encourage travel. 
across the world to, to experience different cultures, experience the, how life is lived in multiple places. I normally am in the South, South America, Central America area. We take uh, mission trips there all the time. And I encourage families, especially with people with young kids, take your kids. Uh, you know, well, it's, it might be, you know, dangerous to take a kid to a foreign country and do mission work. Yeah. Uh, but I will say you will open their eyes to a, a world unlike anything they've ever seen. And uh, they will be a better person for it. We started taking our children uh, on mission trips uh, when we, they were eight. And we've taken them to uh, Costa Rica. We've taken them to Ecuador. Uh, my daughter's gone to Guatemala. Uh, so we in, we really, really enjoy the opportunity to, as great as Pensacola is, as great as Florida is, it is not the rest of the world. So if you, you need to share that and go out there and, and see the world uh, and make sure that your kids know there is more out there. Now, I did say that we we're going to talk about the, the, the craziest article I read on the celebrities that have moved to Florida in the last uh, year. And and this was their top, this, this is the three. So of all the people, and I think Sylvester Stallone, I know they moved here, but that's not on the list. He wasn't on the list. Um, the first one was Scott Bayo. Uh, and I was like, okay, when we're talking about celebrities, Scott Bayo probably not the top of my list. Uh, I like Scott Bayo. don't get me wrong. I have nothing against Scott Bayo, but... Um, he hasn't been a celebrity for a hot minute, uh, but yeah, he moved to Florida, uh, from Los Angeles and actually tweeted, uh, a lot about his move, said that it was the homeless crisis in Los Angeles. I think it was 61,000 homeless people in the Los Angeles County area, 49,000 in the city, uh, which is, uh, just absolutely insane. And he moved over here to, uh, uh down into, uh, well, the, not South Florida, but over there next to the Tampa area. Uh, then the second one was Jeff Bezos. Obviously, he's uh, he's bought houses in Billionaire's Bunker, uh, which just just the name just to say Billionaire's Bunker just sounds really really amazing. Um, I would love to live in Billionaire's Bunker, but he didn't just buy one house. He decided I'll just go ahead and buy two because hey, when you're the richest person in the world, well, you know, second richest person in the world, might as well uh, buy two houses. Uh, he he did it. He moved to Seattle. He said to be closer to his parents. It's in the Miami area, and uh, he also said it was to be closer to his Blue Origin program. We're going to hear a little bit about in good news. It's another segment that we're going to do today uh, about uh, some launch issues or some cool things happening in space. Uh, and we were down there, uh, my son and I, in October to watch the launch of the Psyche rocket uh, and uh, got to see the Blue Origin headquarters. Pretty cool space. I got to say that, but he wanted to be closer to uh, his space efforts. And then the last one, again, like this weird sandwich. So you've got Scott, you got Scott uh, Bayo, Jeff Bezos, and then Guy Fiari, um, who bought two houses in the Tampa area as well. And so he's got, uh, he's got a, a house on the beach and a house, you know, not on the beach. Uh, and <clears throat> the mayor of Flavortown has, uh, is, has officially made Florida his home. And I think a lot of people are finding out what we already know. Florida is just a really great place to live. Um, you, I think the commercial used to be uh, live where thousands wish they could. So we're glad to be a part of a community that's thriving and is friendly and is welcoming. And we encourage you to do that. Now let's get to some news. Oh, commercial, sorry. <laughs> like, wait, what news? 
The Port of Pensacola is more than just a name. It's a powerhouse of economic opportunities, a strategic location that sparks growth and prosperity, contributing significantly to the local and regional economy with 23 incredible businesses that call this port home. Big names like CMAX Materials, GE Wind Energy, and soon the prestigious American Magic Sailing Team. Since 1754, the Port of Pensacola has been the driving force behind Northwest Florida's economic success. Explore more at portofpensacola.com. When I say names like BMW, Porsche, Mercedes-Benz, Audi, Genesis, Jaguar, Lexus, what do you think? Nice imports, good high-end vehicles. You might pay a little bit extra to get them, perhaps a lot extra to get them. You might think mistakenly that because you paid more, you've got to go to the dealership in order to get them serviced. You don't. You don't have to go to Destin. You don't have to go to Mobile. Wherever the case may be, you can take it right here to Bobby Likas on Davis Highway. They take care of these vehicles all the time, work on them no problem. They also work on diesel engines. That's not something everybody necessarily does because it's just a little bit different, but they work on them. So your diesel truck is acting up, take it to Bobby Likas. They work on those all the time. Same for your domestic, same for your gas engine. If it's got wheels, they work on it. And, for example, their philosophy is they'd like to see you a little bit more often to avoid seeing you catastrophically for the big things, the unexpected massive problems, right, which you avoid by preventative maintenance. Carclinicservice.com is the website name like a healthcare clinic for your car. Take it to them for the little stuff, just routine, and then you can avoid some of the big things. Bobby Likas Auto Service right here on Davis Highway. When getting the job done right is job one, you need construction equipment that's built right. From compact track loaders to the world's number one selling compact excavator, the Kubota construction lineup features durable Kubota engines, more comfort, and the versatility to do it all and do it right. Visit your local Kubota dealer today. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Visit the friendly folks at Coastal Machinery, now with 40 years in the business. Locations in Pensacola and Crestview. This Friday at 10.30, join the Pensacola Humane Society on the Pensacola Expert Panel. They believe every wag of a tail, every purr, and every gentle nuzzle is a gift worth cherishing. Their dedicated team of volunteers works tirelessly to provide shelter, care, and love to animals in need. Learn how you can give back by becoming a volunteer or adopting or fostering a furry friend. Listen this Friday at 10.30 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Secret offers, guaranteed returns, over-the-top promises that you too can make fast money. These are all red flags that you should be wary of when looking at investment opportunities. Visit Florida's Office of Financial Regulation website 24-7 to learn what questions to ask before you invest. Remember, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Visit slofr.gov to learn more. This message is sponsored by the Florida Office of Financial Regulation, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Five, four, three, two, one. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! News Radio 92.3. All right. Well, good morning, everybody. Ah, well, it's okay. We're going to get there. Um, Craig Heisman here, sitting in for Andrew McKay. Morning news here at News Radio 1620. And uh, we have got, uh, we've been talking about a lot of things. Obviously, had to talk through uh, the Colorado decision that came through. Uh, But moving on to a little bit more local things, uh, we we have an incredible grant writing team in in, in Pensacola. It was one of the first things that 
uh, Mayor D.C. Reeves did when he stepped into office uh, is that he created some, hired some grant writers, and they've already brought in over $72 million uh, to the city through the grant writing process. So we've got just incredible grants happening, but we did just, just missed it uh, with the passenger rail grant. Uh, did not come Pensacola's way. Uh, we were not on the list that had about 69 passenger rail routes that was announced by the federal government. Uh, and this was just a study. So you were going to be getting $500,000 to study the feasibility of improving or adding passenger rail service and unlocking uh, future funding to make those improvements a reality. Um, we were just a little late to the party. Uh, and we, we that's that's not, not to anybody's fault. Um, as Mayor Reeves said, uh, we got into it. He found out about it at a meeting of mayors uh, and did everything he could to make that happen. But we have got a really strong case for that, uh, specifically to study the route of rail between Mobile and Tallahassee. And it's got a chart here uh, in the news article that shows the the intended rail lines. And there's this great lot in you know, a rail line running through North Dakota, Montana, Idaho, you know, Wisconsin. There's this incredibly long rail line there. This great rail line running from California all the way uh, to to Mississippi, right into Mobile, and then it just stops. It is a dead stop into uh, into Mobile and nothing. Uh, and there really isn't anything um, from Pensacola anywhere. Uh, there's passenger rail service. They're going to be studying passenger rail service out of Jacksonville area, leading into Orlando, leading into Miami, uh, seeing if that's going to help. Obviously, I have never, I don't know if you've ever gone um, on rail service. I would love to. It is one of those things that we want to do this, the either Alaska by rail. We'd love to do um, the northern you know, Yosemite in that area uh, by rail. Uh, it, it, I, it, maybe it's not as romantic as I think it is, or kind of like nostalgic as I think it is. I, I think murder of the Orient express, you know, sleep car and, you know, it, it's probably not that I have written, um, the rail from Lynchburg, Virginia, uh, into Washington DC, which is a, was a fine trip. Um, I, I think if we're going to talk about the need for, uh, more, the expanding of commuter travel, Obviously, rail is going to be part of that conversation, and it's just cool. I don't know if you've ever driven under um, Graffiti Bridge when there is a train going across it. It is just a cool feeling, uh, especially if you knew there was somebody on that train. Uh, so that was a, a grant that we that we missed, but it was a good grant, and it's one that I, I really – I must say, I hats off to our city grant team um, – Joel is one of actually one of my friends. I, I didn't realize until the the uh, mayor's press conference that he was a part of that. But man, he is uh, he is killing it in that. We're really excited about what what they're bringing to the city, uh, and hopefully, you know, passenger rail service soon, and, and more people can find out that we are one of the friendliest cities uh, in the nation. Uh, another news: there are some pretty cool obituaries happening now. That's a really weird thing to say. <laughs> Um, you read the obituaries lately. That's pretty amazing stuff. Um, Joe Vincent is a historian. Uh, he is a, a brilliant artist as well. Uh, he has got a series of, of art called Lost Pensacola, where he's doing posters of buildings that are no, long, no longer in existence, no longer in existence, and they're 
original form. And uh, he, along with Robin Richard uh, and Representative uh, Broughton, have created a, a series of uh, encouraging yet disturbing um, obituaries that, that tell the story of folks in our community who were never given obituaries due to either their race or, or their sex uh, and uh, or, their, or their gender, I should say. And they have created some great ones. The most recent one just came out. Uh, it was um, Abraham, a veteran of the Negro Fort and the Seminole Wars is dead. It says, Abram, a veteran of the Battle of the Negro Fort and uh, respected elder of the Seminole people died in what is today Seminole County, Oklahoma. Uh, his exact cause of death is unknown, but he was at least 79 years old, a thin man whose voice was soft and low, but very distinct, uh, with a most genteel emphasis. Abraham fought his way out of slavery uh, to become a feared soldier and in t- uh, an inspiring leader and trusted uh, interpreter uh, whose words, quote, flowed like oil. After escaping slavery in Pensacola, he spent decades confronting American troops alongside his Seminole allies. And I got to say, stuff like this, it's hard to read. I'm not going to lie. Um, but here's the truth. The thing about history is it's not all pretty. It, it isn't all pretty, but it all is important. Uh, and so I would sincerely recommend taking a look at some of these articles that Joe and his team have done. Um, just incredible stuff about the history of Pensacola. And I'm a huge history a Pensacola fan, like I am a massive, I love hearing about, you know, the, the structures, how they were built, what they're, what they're doing, where we're going. Um, you know, one of my absolute favorite speakers, if you ever get a chance to, to hear Dr. Judy Bentz, um, a wealth of knowledge about Pensacola, about its history, about its founding. Uh, and when you live in a city like we do, again, of course, we go back to the nicest city Anna was talking about earlier. Um, but we're actually talking about a city that has as many, more years than our actual country has in existence. That's the crazy thing about it. We are older, uh, the oldest city in the nation. Um, and my sister hates that. She lives in St. Augustine, and she's like, no, we were first. Like, yeah, well, uh, we have the, the, the archaeology to prove it. But when you talk about something that's that's that old there are so many stories and so many different paths that we have taken uh, which create uh, who we are and so we really do want to recognize and 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 look at all the aspects of that history so i would recommend looking at that obituary uh, section in the pensacola news journal now part of the architecture downtown is going to change so we the city council just uh pass uh, a the first reading of the Building Heights bonus ordinance uh, in this regular meeting this past Thursday night. Uh, so right now, uh, we were kind of limited in, in how tall buildings could be downtown, uh, but we are looking to, this is currently the 150 feet is the maximum height allowed in the city's downtown commercial core, but other zoning areas have lower maximum heights as short as 35 feet in some areas. Uh, it, just to kind of give you an example, the Grand Hotel is probably the highest building that we have or the former grand, I should say hotel right next to the, the base center is one of the highest buildings we have. It is 150 feet. Seville tower uh, is the next tallest building at 11 stories, which is approximately 110 feet. And then the Studer community Institute uh, building is the third tallest in Pensacola with only 10 stories, uh, approximately a hundred feet. 
Um, and it, realistically, what they're doing is they're saying, hey, wait, listen, we're going to try to increase the ability in some of these other areas that to, to build up to 150 foot high, uh, high buildings here in Pensacola. I have always gone through Mobile. I don't know if, if you've driven to Mobile and kind of seen some of those large scale buildings in Mobile. I'm going, man, why do they have those in Mobile and we don't have those here? Uh, <clears throat> well, there's a number of reasons, but one of those is the city ordinances. And now it looks like we are loosening those up so that we can have some higher buildings uh, here in the Pensacola area. Lots of other news that we're going to get to, you know, lots of other ordinances passed. We talked about the red light ordinance earlier uh, in the news. Uh, we're going to have red light cameras coming in Pensacola uh, in the city limits. I think this is a good thing. I know Andrew does as well. Uh, when you study the traffic maps and the crash maps in some of these areas, uh, these red light cameras, every single one of us know, everyone knows, when you hit that, that, that last hump right before you hit the Gulf Breeze, you slow down. You don't, you don't run a red light in Gulf Breeze. Why? Because you're going to get popped for it. You're going to get a ticket. And, and I love speaking of folks visiting, while we might be the friendliest cities, uh, you know, Gulf Breeze police are not the friendliest police. <laughs> They're going to pop you for five over. And it's just funny to watch these, sometimes these out of town plates zoom past you as you slow down. You're like, oh, you're going to get it. You're going to get popped. Um, but no, it really does affect traffic patterns. So, we're going to get to David Wayne in the newsroom, and let's see what's happening in America. Well, uh, of course, we've got our local news coming up, but Americans less satisfied with every part of the health care system lately. Uh, we'll talk about that as well right here. Local news every hour and breaking news when it matters most. News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.